Welcome to the Gigless Podcast, a podcast showcasing the works and talents of those who lost their gigs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast will feature a range of creatives from the Tri-State area who are young visionaries and who contribute to their craft despite the recent months that have happened. Join us today as our host, Remy Leibovic, speaks with John, Patrick, and Ron from Paralysis. The band has taken part in multiple tours around the country, including their most recent tour in 2017 with the release of their first album, Life Sentence. You can learn more about the band and the album in the show notes of this episode. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Gigless, a podcast about everyone who lost their gigs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, we are joined with Ron Iglesias. Is that how you say your name? Yes. <laughs> and the members of his band, Paralysis. What's up? Hello. Hello, Matt. Can you guys all introduce yourselves for our audience? Um, I'm Patrick. I play bass in the band. Okay. John? Uh, my name is John. I play guitar and I sing in the band. Yes. And then you have Ron. And I'm Ron, and I play lead guitar in the band. Excellent. And, and we're missing Sam. He plays drums in the band. Awesome. So I just want to let our audience know that this is a very interesting band because while they do have local Jersey roots, half the band is based in the state of Florida, and half the band is based in the state of New Jersey. So... They've been around for a while. I actually saw them back in, I want to say, 20... I saw Ron's band Xenophile in 2012, and I saw Paralysis back a couple of times, but the first time I saw them was back in 2014. And as a band, they've definitely evolved. So, I don't know, guys. Let's start with telling us about yourself. Selves. So I live around like about an hour south of Tampa, Florida, and um, I play in other bands. So while this has happened, and we've had stuff canceled as like paralysis and stuff, um, I've still had the chance and been lucky to still like been playing music with other people during these times. But yeah, should I just tell like? anything about myself or yeah you could tell about your band about the other bands that you're in as well okay um looking nonpis but um i think like i don't know Good talk. Uh, i'm kind of blanking i'm really sorry it's okay I, I really don't talk about myself like i like i've been done an all about me since like third grade it's okay yeah this is a digital all about. I'm better you. with like topical, like specific. But uh, why don't why don't you talk about Key and uh, you and Sam's band and talk oh. about how? You oh, so me and Sam, the drummer of Paralysis. Um, <laughs> Sam joined about two years ago. Sam joined about two years ago after I joined four years ago, and um, before that, the drummer was always in New Jersey, and for two years, it was I was the only member from Florida, and then um. I played in another band with Sam called Key, and eventually Paralysis needed a new drummer, so I asked him to join, and we've been doing the two in Florida, two in Jersey for about two years now, and going out probably every few months for tours that are like a weekend, one week, two week, 
we actually have a whole three week plan for this summer, but right now it's kind of up in the air, like summer right. activities. So, right. And so this is a question that any of you guys can answer because again, I want to remind our audience that we are on a zoom call. This is done in accordance with the practice of social distancing. Um, how did you guys all meet if you guys are all from Florida and from New Jersey? So actually, I would say our our manager slash manager person who handles all the Facebook and social media stuff, Nick, he um he's kind of the one that brought us all together like back in, I don't know, 2013 or 2012. I met Ron at a uh, xenophile show in Lakewood, New Jersey, and uh, Nick brought me to that. So that's how I kind of met Nick. But then down the road me and ron became friends and then we needed a guitar player so he was filling in for a while and then he joined um soon after and then uh with pat was kind of the same thing like i knew pat through the internet and like facebook and it was kind of through nick like nick knows everybody it seems like and uh we needed a fill-in for a tour our first tour actually a couple years ago and Pat, we asked Pat to do it on bass and um, he was able to come up, do it. And then it kind of like from there, just we all clicked with each other. And soon after we asked him to join and we kind of, that's how it started the members from out of, out of the state sort of thing. And then obviously how Pat explained the whole Sam thing, we needed a drummer and that, that worked out there. So it's kind of how we all know each other. Absolutely. It's kind of a running joke in New Jersey that every drummer in Jersey belongs to six other bands. Yeah, kind of seems that way with everybody, everywhere. We need more drums. Guys, I don't care what your parents say, pick up the drums and start learning how to play the drums because you will be utilized. Uh huh. And I want to also say, um, so as a band, because I guess I'm going to start asking questions as a group, where has this band paralysis, this project, where has it taken you guys? And Ron, you can start with answering that. Um, well, <clears throat> it's taken us all over. Um, honestly, yeah, my first touring experience was with this band. Um, at the time, I was probably still like kind of a fill-in, but um, yeah, that that taught me a lot. I'm sure it taught Pat and John a lot too. Um, that's like an experience that I feel like I'll never forget. Um, just how to do that, you learn a lot. <clears throat> um, I've been pretty much almost all over the country with them as well, and um, yeah, I mean, recording-wise too, I feel like I've done some of like my best work also like with this band like lead wise like solos i'm proud of like a lot of that stuff and <clears throat> it's just a good dynamic everybody's like really super ambitious and that's a very good like atmosphere to be around so for me i'm like for me that's where that's taken me um and just the experience in the bands and the people we met like i, I yeah i could never could never put a price on that so <laughs> that's great and out of everyone is anybody here academically trained or certified or what's everyone's background in music? That's How Ron did you guys right here. Back to Ron. <laughs> Me again? All right. Yeah. I, I graduated with a degree 
in music from New Jersey City University, uh, specifically in classical guitar. And um, yeah, I've been playing instruments most of my life. Started with violin, then piano, then guitar, and pretty much stuck with guitar and, and singing too. So yeah, that's me. And I did like two years of a master's, but then I was like, that's enough school. So. All right. And for John and Pat, are you guys, so, and this is context for anybody that doesn't know the band Paralysis, but I just want to say that these guys started, not Ron, but the originating, the original members of the band, they were all like 14 when I saw them. So this band has been definitely around for a while and they're a bunch of young guys. So, uh, so Pat and John, if you want to answer the question, how have you guys, uh, evolved your music and what was your first instrument like give us your musical background yeah. you go first, um all right i started playing guitar first when i was nine and then i picked up a bass around like 13 14 when i started playing in bands as bass so um so in 2014 i'll explain how i found john too so like i played in like a thrash band in florida at the time in 2014 and i came across paralysis on facebook and I was about 15 years old, and I noticed that they were around the same age. So I, that's how I connected with them. I started following them and made friends with John. Since then, like, I played bass in the band and other bands, but I still play guitar and stuff. So just bass guitar is what I go off of, and I haven't gone to school for any of that. Um, and I don't count that out of the picture either. I feel like maybe someday I'll do that, because I don't think it can hurt, you know? Absolutely. And so, John, why don't you talk about your background? Uh, so kind of the same thing. I started really young um, playing. I started straight with guitar, um, took lessons for a long time. And then uh, a bunch of friends in my town, we kind of made the band Paralysis. And uh, this kid, Rhett, me and him, we played guitar together. And we just always were jamming on like cover songs and stuff like that. And then this kid, Jeremy came along he played drums so we kind of all were playing just in our town we had this like music center thing that also had like a open mic night every tuesday night so we would go there and play every tuesday night play cover songs and stuff like that and, and then yeah we that's kind of we were all on the same like lesson thing and then after after probably five to six years I gave up the lesson thing and was just all looking it up on the internet and stuff like that and same thing as Pat like never put it out of my head of like going to school like actual school and college for playing music but it's a it's a possibility that will always be there for us so absolutely and for context do you guys mind if I ask your ages yeah I'm 21 okay I'm uh 21. I'm 31. <laughs> uh, it's okay. How old Sam? Sam is 21 as well. I'm pretty sure. So as a young band, how did you guys get into gigs with bars? Did um, they let you play? Most bars are cool with if you're performing that you just kind of get X's written on your hands and stay away from the bar. That's about it okay sometimes so, we run into sometimes we run into trouble with like you know 
venues giving a shit about like being young or whatever like that like last year uh pat was still 20 and uh we went to this one venue in philly and they're Which really venue? strict about age uh kung fu, kung necktie. fu necktie. <gasps> i love kung fu necktie oh no and they it wasn't like a big problem but like they made him like stay in the basement the whole time and Until like I played, times, yeah. yeah so, so i just yeah. like came from the basement and played oh, and philly is philly that. is definitely gritty for sure because you yeah. have just the wildest stuff happen at philadelphia bars like um i had a friend from i had a roommate from korea and you know she was 18 but in korea the drinking age is you know 18 and everybody goes out to drink so we it was like i think past seven o'clock or something and we were trying to go out just for dinner not even to drink and most of these restaurants are bars too and they were like oh we can't let her in so we went all up and down south street trying to find a place to eat we we ended up going to a hookah lounge and got food but like that's how crazy philly is when it comes to like age restrictions and liquor licenses it's it's yeah. nuts yeah but and i just want to know so what's the typical gig for you guys then what's a typical gig um well for the last probably two years we've kind of only done um gigs that were part of like a string of shows like since we're all like apart from each other um john can probably speak for this better but like it's hard for us to be a local jersey band when two of us live, live out of state so we kind of only play shows that are part of like a tour yeah like, which, uh, which which still are kind of based around the northeast area anyways so yeah like we um what's it called we uh like a couple of years ago before sam joined we um we were still doing like local shows where we had our drummer, Matt Pavlik that lived up here, Ron, me, and then a fill-in bass player. Uh, his name's Mikey Sanchez. And he was filling in for a while just because we still wanted to stay local and still do local shows. And Pat was saying he was cool with it. But now that we have a drummer that also lives in Florida, now it's kind of like we strictly only do touring now because that's the only way we can really go about <clears throat> doing stuff effectively like if we just did like a one-off show in new jersey or new york then it's kind of like not worth it so much for them to pay for their flight tickets to fly up here play one show and then fly all the way back down just just for that so we try anytime they come up here we try to make like you know a week of shows of like either going south or going more towards like chicago area and like a couple of tours we've gone even further, like going to California or Texas or something like that. So it's mainly just been touring for us for the past like two to three years. Absolutely. And that's a great thing because a lot of bands stay tend to stay local. So that's excellent that you guys have been able to make your careers based around touring. So I take it that a lot of income comes from touring and gigs, right? No, that's the no. This is the reality is that you can do tours at bars, and that's what we do. So most people think about touring, you think of clubs, theaters, but at this level we're at, John does most of the booking, and he'll just simply communicate and be like, "Does anybody know promoters in this area?" And that's how we do it. But our next goal is to have like a booking agent of some sort. And then further down the road, eventually have some kind of income from it. But 
at the same time, like John, we do get guarantees. We get paid. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it goes back right back and, to the band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have we, to reinvest it. Basically, right back. at this point in our career, it's like we all have day jobs and we all do things on our own time. Like, but when it comes to the touring, we have enough. Like, we make enough money to where we can sort of support it where we're not paying everything out of pocket but there's still a little bit there that needs to like you know when we we usually try to get like our our uh our gas paid for if we have a place to stay that paid for or like somebody stay at somebody's house or something like that and sometimes we're lucky to get food paid for or like somebody brings food and they make it from home or whatever but most of the times we're paying for our own food. So it's kind of like we still need to have something outside of this band to like bring money to when we go on tours and stuff like that. Yes. And that's for the most part, all careers that are creative. And I can say this as being a graphic designer, that everyone has some form of steady income. And unless you get hired at like a brand or an agency or an advertising agency, um, you're not going to have a consistent source of income. And that's something that a lot of the guests on our show have always said that some of them are lucky enough to be like tutoring music or they have a creative day job. But for the most part, a lot of creative people, some of them, 50% is gigs, 50% is a day, is a day job when it comes down to income. So and so let's get into it. How has COVID-19 affected you guys as musicians? Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Um, okay. With the band, it hasn't really affected us that much because we actually just all met up, I would say, about two or three weeks ago. And it was right before everything was getting canceled. Like, we sort of got affected. Like, we had... We had a basement show in New Brunswick get canceled. We had a show in Baltimore get canceled, but we still played New York City. And the show that happened in Baltimore that got canceled, it, we actually moved on to another show that was happening in New York that day. So we played New York twice on the Friday and Saturday. And then the Sunday, we were supposed to play Philly. We were going to play this like DIY venue that got moved to Voltage Lounge and then we played there. So luckily we still kind of got to play what we were supposed to play. Like we were supposed to do four shows that weekend and we ended up doing three and we still made a somewhat a decent amount of money off of the guarantees and merch and stuff like that. So didn't really affect us, but if that happened like a week later, it would have definitely like we would have had the whole thing canceled and stuff like that. So we were lucky in that sense, and in June, we we're supposed to do a three-week tour with a band from Ohio called Subtype Zero, and um, that's supposed to be in support of our album, but depending on how long this goes for, we don't know if that's going to be canceled or not, so we that's kind of up in the air right now, so we'll see with that, but for Ron and Pat, definitely affected them more than it has affected me, so... So, Ron, let's go to you. How has it affected you? Um, well, I play, in, I play in several other bands, too, and I had a lot of gigs lined up, <clears throat> like, between the time period John was talking about and, like, I guess into the summer, too, as well as the tour. And right now, 
everything's looking really uncertain. A lot of things were canceled. I was supposed to do a gig in Greece uh, with this band Toxic that I sing for. And like we got to the airport and um, <clears throat> that travel band thing got pushed like literally maybe 15 minutes later. So we just didn't get on the flight. And, um, and then, oh the, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy because then it would have been like we go there we couldn't we probably couldn't get back into the states i guess um and then like the next day we found our returning flight was canceled anyway so that's when things like i guess were getting really bad and then yeah i had a lot of other like local gigs like i also work part-time at a, a rehearsal studio in jersey city and now that's like shut down because that's obviously a very like confined um, space yeah and like a lot of we have a lot of people coming through and um yeah, so I mean, definitely felt the effect of that, I guess, and like just being able to practice with people too. You can't really do that either. And um, yeah, we just got there, and then we were waiting to check in, and then on the news, I think they announced that Trump issued that travel ban. <clears throat> so like, yeah, we were like, I guess we're not going, and it just it just sucked because the flights were paid for by a promoter so I'm not sure what was happening there with like him as far as money goes and then like you know just all the arrangements fell through so it was just very yeah I mean it was it was very stressful for the promoter I know he was freaking out because he was trying to make it work despite you know all the warnings and stuff that were coming out about the the virus so oh my god that's yeah. that's insane to be mm -hmm. dropped right there that one on episode two our co our uh, guest Reet, his show got canceled like the night of and they just dropped it like the art show's not going on you know yeah. and that's wow so pat yeah. let's go to you how has this affected you this covid19 pandemic um i was actually in an airport around the same time as well so after we did the um the shows that John was talking about, the three shows that we got to still play, I think the second weekend of March, um, me and Sam flew back together and there were like people wearing masks in the airport and there were like barely any people in the airport to begin with. But two of my bands that I have in Florida have been affected slightly. Like we had a show booked for the 28th. So that was like going to be last weekend with my band Sacred Wrath and that was canceled. Um, and then my other band that we play like covers and some originals at an open mic, that place where we play, that place is closed down for now. So it's kind of been cutting back to just like, as far as like creative stuff goes, just at home creating stuff. And then like at my friend's house jamming. Yeah. About it. And then um, my normal day job, I'm kind of not there right now. I haven't been working, so. Yeah. Um, there's pros and cons to it, you know. Absolutely. And I think this brings us into our next question. Like, what have you guys done in response to this? Like, creatively, have you guys been practicing by yourselves? Have you been enjoying the time that you get to practice now? Because everybody's kind of put on pause. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're actually thinking about, um, like, relating to paralysis. We're thinking about we're going to try to do a playthrough video for like guitar and bass, maybe even drums, to where, because we, I should probably say this, we just put out a new song of our upcoming album coming out in a couple months. So there's just one song out now. So what we're thinking about, things we can do, like 
being distant from each other would be like a playthrough video record ourselves playing put it to the song do something like this we're at now where you can see the individual screens so that's kind of what we have to do with paralysis right now as far as that goes absolutely but, mm -hmm. um i mean yeah i've been making the most of the time just like practicing more than ever like um just trying to learn like songs and solos and stuff that like i maybe normally wouldn't have had as much time for so like i mean this does give me the opportunity to do that um yeah like play through stuff i think that's that's definitely a, a plan so um it's the one upside i guess it's just more practice time how, how have other members coped with this so we have a second single coming out on um april 27th so i've been trying to come up with ideas on like you know what to do for that like we just put out like a a video with just the artwork on it and everything so the next time we're trying to come out with like a different type of like video so i've been trying to put together like like a, a video on premiere and like just doing stuff like that and then trying to you know get my skills in photoshop and premiere up to par and like doing stuff like that and i i'm trying to start doing like recording of covers and stuff like that like on pro tools and stuff like that too so just trying to keep up with everything and not let myself just kind of sit in bed and play video games all day so yeah. Metalocalypse re reference uh, inserted Pro Tools. Yeah. Use Pro Tools here. <laughs> Pro Tools. Pro Tools. <laughs> for that, I highly recommend YouTube. For all Adobe software, go to YouTube because there are moments when I was at my Rutgers graphic design class and my professor would be like, okay, go on YouTube and learn how to do this. Exactly. Legit. YouTube is like the saving grace of everything. That's where I learned literally everything from. So. Nice. So, and how are you guys, as a band and as individuals, how are you guys coping with this? Um, Lego pet. I'm having a good time, really. You're having um, a good time. Eating a lot. Watching. I'm starting a couple new TV shows. Writing a lot. I don't know, like. I haven't not, I haven't had no obligations in a long time, so it's kind of a nice uh, pause. Yeah. So like, and honestly, like, I know you said this before the podcast talking about like the way the media portrays this, like I agree. So I haven't really been tuned in with it too much. Like, honestly, like John and Ron are probably on the same vibe. Like we probably consume more memes about the virus than information about panic. So we, yes. as young people, as youngins, we got a different perspective. Like our parents are more like seriously, like not, I'm talking like health wise, not like economically, you know, I've been, I haven't really been feeding into the whole media thing of like, you know, the death tolls and all the, the people that are sick right now, because it's kind of like, no matter what, if you watch the news, it's just going to scare you even more than if you just sit there and watch something on TV that's not the news or like watch memes about it or whatever and just kind of 
stay away from that. It's not going to worry you as much. So like I've been kind of in the same boat where I've been, I thought I was going to go crazy from being cooped up in the house, but I've been actually enjoying it spending it with my girlfriend and just kind of like relaxing and not having to worry about anything. It's kind of been nice. So. Absolutely. And I just want to say to our listeners that it is currently April 2nd and this is when we are recording this podcast episode. So we don't, and on Gigglist, I don't say statistics or numbers because if I see a statistic in the morning and we record at night, it's going to be a completely different number. So Gigglist, complete, we don't say, we don't state statistics. We don't state any facts because they're constantly changing. And for context, what I was saying is, is that the way that people are consuming this media where it's just always panic, 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 that's not good for your mental health either. So, mm. nope. no. yeah, no, we can use this as a retreat. Turn your prison into a gym. Exactly. That's what I've been doing. I'm working out at home, doing home yoga, yeah. cardio. Turn your mind prison into a gym, too. Spiritual push ups <laughs> in these times. Listen to Tool. <laughs> Did you say Tool? Yeah, listen yes. to Tool. Uh, <laughs> so, that is an interjection from someone who is currently with Pat right now. So context. Yeah, oh, right. sorry. I love you. Yeah, she's been quiet the whole time. Bro. I'm just chilling. She's been excellent. So thank you so much. So what an animal that, crossing. So we're talking about spiritual push-ups. We're talking about spiritual push-ups and mental boundaries. What are you guys doing in response with this? Like, how are you guys exploring music or other art forms with this time? Um other art forms such as Netflix TV series. Um, I've been exploring those art forms, YouTube art forms, um, sun gazing, bike riding. Yeah, sun gazing. You just kind of look up in the sky. I did that earlier. They, they say it bath your eyes, but... Don't look, dile- don't look directly no. in the light, please. When it's low, not when it's like right up ahead at an angle. It's like at that angle, it's okay. And it improves dream recall. <laughs> I can't medically attest to this. So <laughs> I, I can't either. I can't either. Coping is, everybody's coping is their own. So Absolutely. Ron, how are you coping? I know you're in the middle of a big life change. Oh, I'm 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 fine. Um just uh no it's it's true though i'm like i'm exercising actually a lot more than i ever have because i have the time to do it um i'm just doing that at home i'll go i'll go out like to the park though just to get out there's a lot of people still out though and around so i know the media is kind of telling everybody to like stay inside and everything but i think that's a little unrealistic Especially it's been nice lately, so I mean I can't blame people for getting out. I'll go out like I don't know, I'll ride like my longboard or something stupid, or I'll take take a bike ride. Um yeah. Other than that, just trying to learn like cover songs and stuff. Um just practicing guitar a lot, uh vocals, watching a lot of T V that I normally wouldn't have, but yeah. That. What are some shows? I went back and started watching King of the Hill again. <laughs> oh, a different I love, I'm going to bring you nice. into this King of the Hill group that I'm on on Facebook, so don't oh. worry. 
great. <laughs> yes. And then now we're at John. Yeah, I uh been playing a lot of video games, unfortunately, <laughs> and watching a lot of YouTube videos on different stuff like what I work, what I do at work and stuff like that. Like I do screen printing. So just watching a lot of like screen printing videos and like watching like going through Instagram looking all that stuff up and that must be so calming. Yeah. Um yeah and doing like bike riding too kinda like I I ride BMX bikes so been trying to get out and you know try to stay by myself and do what I can but just trying to cope as much as best as possible with it but no it's a definitely take it by day by day and I've been going hiking I've been trying to avoid the main, I live by the Appalachian Trail. I've been trying to avoid it and go to smaller, less known trails, just because the fact of the matter is I know all those hikers that are doing like the big trails, like the Appalachian Trail from Florida all the way up to Maine, they're in evac mode. So out of respect for those guys, I'm staying off those trails because I don't, like god forbid any of those people get it they're not they're not going to be able to get to a hospital on time so exactly. that is something all yeah. the all the people going to like like all the places by me too it's kind of like all the popular places are going to have the most people at so like me and my girlfriend will take a ride every once in a while and like we went to the delaware water gap but we didn't go to like the main part of the delaware water gap we went to like a more discreet location just because we, I know there's going to be a shitload of people at the part where like everybody knows about so yeah are you guys playing music outside I took my guitar to the park one day that was about it nice I didn't I don't know Santa. I've been hearing a lot of uh musicians saying that they're experimenting with music outside and that they're just trying to, you know, because one, it's good to get some sun on your skin. And two, it, they're, they're learning how their instruments are like, especially for people that have never played outside in amphitheaters or anything like that. Like, like people are going and seeing like how their music or their instrument carries in an outdoor environment. So that's why I, was I didn't asking. think about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's so here's another thing. Are you guys having any projects that you're doing independently that you're working on, other than the mental projects of keeping yourself sane? <laughs> um, I'm writing a lot of music, but nothing like I could say is like a project with a name and a goal, but just kind of writing what comes to mind for fun. And then like Ron and John are doing learning songs that we just haven't got to yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i've been trying to write too like for whatever um a buddy of mine has like some recording software so sometimes i'll i'll just send him stuff or whatever i try to like write lyrics too i don't know that's about it nothing specific yeah i've been trying to do like the whole cover oh. thing, like recording it online and um if i if i get an idea from like my own standpoint i'll try to record down like ideas and stuff and try to write a little bit but nothing like for this or for anything else just kind of in in the trying to just write absolutely i think that 
I think that musicians, particularly musicians, are finding that they have so many resources at home, whereas they thought that they didn't before. Um, I know that a lot of people are playing around with their mics and playing around with Zoom and Skype and trying to see if they can go live. Do you think that paralysis is going to do anything like that? Yes, that would be cool if we could. Go, John. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I never like I never knew about Zoom, and this kind of seems like a very easy thing to do. So, like, if the four of us met up, even just, like, talking everything out instead of, like, me calling Ron and then me calling Patrick and then me calling Sam and having individual discussions, we could all just, like, meet up in this. Like, I've never really thought about this platform to this standpoint of, like, doing something like that. No. Absolutely. This uh, software has been used, at least in my past, I've used it to interview with professional jobs, just to have like a professional interview. And that's all I would really use Zoom for. I wouldn't use it for anything else. And But then when I realized, one, how many people you can have on a call, and two, the quality of the audio, and three, that you can actually record, it changed the the game and was the basis for this podcast basically um and i also want to say so i know that musicians are trying to record you know across country and and such would you guys be okay with the audio like what would be the challenge of doing this um i think the challenge would be equipment like um John here is more of like the gearhead and he knows more about like sound gear and stuff. So he would probably be the one that would do the best with coordinating that. So me and Ron would have to figure out like how we would record our stuff to send to him, but I'm definitely down to try that. Yeah. Are you guys exploring other genres while you have this time off or are you just sticking to thrash? Um, yeah, we're just kind of, I'm just playing anything, really. Yeah, I listen to a lot of, like, rap and stuff like that, too, so I've been trying to not listen to so much of, like, one style of music, like, I'll go between that and, like, hardcore punk and stuff like that, so try to bounce back between all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Ran. Me. Uh, yeah, I like I like a lot of different things. I'm always trying to learn something from somewhere, some genre. I don't know. Keep it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's definitely important, especially as musicians, to just keep your ear to the ground and collaborate and be able to bend and flow. Because Dane and I were talking before the podcast. Dane is our producer. And we were saying that, you know, a year ago, if you told Dane, you're going to produce stuff, He'd be like, okay, but I don't necessarily want to do that. But now it's like, I have the skills. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to produce that because it's just the fact that music brings so much joy to so many people's lives. And so does the art and creativity. So I feel that being able just to put something out there with, use, with utilizing your skills really changes uh, your perspective, especially in these times. Yeah. Yeah. As artists, um, you can always, always be better and learn something new. 
in every different direction. So, yeah, times like these when you have a lot of time, it's good to do that. So, what was your favorite gig before you guys got became gigless? <laughs> oh man, um, did it? Does it have to be recent? No. Like favorite, favorite gig ever? Because I don't know. I feel like. If this gets worse, we might refer to history as like pre-virus and post-virus. So I, I think oh, that we man. might refer. That's a very interesting point of view, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'd probably say the show we had in Friday. It was like I want to say March thirteenth or fourteenth. It was like of the weekend of the shows that went from four to three shows. Um, that show in New York that we had was probably the best of those three. Yeah. Um, so I missed that, you know, but we're lucky that happened that we got to play. Cause if like John said, if that was scheduled the next week, wouldn't have happened at all. True. My favorite gig ever. Oh shit. <laughs> Dude. Uh, <laughs> um, Honestly, like I had a lot of fun when we did the run with Creasix, um, so this Spanish thrash band. And I thought the one, the last show we did in Charlotte, that was like, that was a lot of fun. It was like we sounded really good despite it not being the best, probably like stage or sound, whatever. But like I had a lot of fun with that one. So yeah, that was a fun show. Yeah. John. Uh, I would say probably my favorite was when we went to this was at, without Ron, but we went to uh, we went to Bolivia and Peru um, two years ago almost, and uh, that was a lot of fun because it was a completely different atmosphere than it is here, and played to a lot of people in Bolivia and a lot of people in uh, Peru and just a really fun experience so that was uh that was probably my favorite yeah the spanish metal scene is definitely and spanish alternative like rock metal whatever you want punk is just i feel like it's not as highlighted in the states but you have a lot of really good bands that are just like not i guess it's because they don't sing in english but it sounds so good like the example do you guys know the punk band downtown boys no. downtown boys no sorry you guys should take a listen to downtown boys because they're they sing in spanish and they mix it up so some of the, some of the songs are english some of the songs are spanish but they're thrash like they're punk they're like they sound just so good they do have like some parts of thrash in it they're not all thrash but i feel that like um people it's just like such a hidden gem you know yeah, yeah. there's this band from bolivia that uh they brought us down to bolivia and then i brought them back up here for a tour up here in the states and they do like the same thing like they sing all in spanish and it's it's just crazy to think how like they can make that work and i don't know it's it's awesome to me and what's the band uh zachador Zachador. Uh -huh. Zachador, yeah. Definitely give them a, a link to this podcast. So yeah, I want to interview them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this I is going. think they definitely would love that. So 
Yeah, they were up here last year in uh, February. They did like a week tour and it, um, that went over really well for them. It was awesome, awesome for them. Maybe have an international episode, but absolutely. So do you think that when, because we're getting to our time cap, so what is the future looking like for all of you guys and for paralysis right now? Um, the future ain't what it used to be. But um, <laughs> right now, I don't really know what it is. But um, as far as paralysis goes, the next thing we were going to do, like we said, already was this summer a tour plan. So um, I think in about a month, we'll have a better idea if that will come to fruition or not. But um, say worst case scenario, we do stuff in the fall. But until then, individually, I'm just going to keep keep writing music, write more for paralysis, try to do as much as we can for the band at a distance, you know, try to record and do playthroughs and stuff. Yeah. So. so, and then where can people find you guys as a band or as individual? Uh, the next 30 days, they can find me in my room. <laughs> but I'm also online. We're all online. We have Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, YouTube, Paralysis Thrash. Okay, we'll put that in the show. Ooh, I didn't know you guys were on Spotify. This makes me so happy. Yeah. Following you guys right now as we speak. Oh, thank you. Shout out to Spotify. (laughs) The music. (laughs) Spoofy. Okay, so they are on Spotify, and I'm going to put it in the show notes where everyone can go and find them and that's our show that's gigless thank you for listening to this episode of gigless thank you (laughs) thank Thank you you. john pat and ron thank Thank you thank you you for listening to the gigless podcast hosted by remy levelick and produced by dane wagner the song used in our intro and outro is Beach Walk by Unicorn Heads. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to our social media pages on Instagram at Podcast and our website, gigglespodcastblog.wordpress.com. There, you can find out more about the artist, contact the host and producer, and find out more about our schedule. Thank you. <laughs>